you and Chris are going to be in here talking about God knows what. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, by not broadcasting this on video, I'm protecting you people from so much. Although, I thought about Chris, our Patreon people, <laughs> letting them watch us record this, but now I'm just not so sure. I'm just, I'm just not so sure. About I would friend. never do anything like that on Patreon. I know. Hey, man, what you got in front of you over there? Listen, man, this guy, I know he's a pretty good friend of mine. He gave me this thing and said, try it. And this says Distillers of Smith Creek Moonshine. Uh-oh. Now, I'm going to read the side of this. And it says, to us, it's all about flavor. <laughs> this jar of shine was created by combining a hundred year old traditions and today's technology all with your taste buds in mind try it and see this is rep- recipe number 116 alright dude hang on it's straight hundred proof okay and it's crafted by dub 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 yep. did this well you know you can't trust dub who the heck can you trust? This is supposedly a good friend of mine that handed me this bottle of corn yeah. liquor here that I'm fixing <laughs> to take a hit off of on mic. And we're going to see if I can still talk. Here we go. All right. That's actually not bad. It's not bad? Not bad. Oh, okay. It's really not bad. I mean... I don't recommend it for the weak of heart, but that's not. But I'm going to give you that if, back. If you have a small constitution, <laughs> maybe not. All right, let's, let's, let's give it a whirl here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's not, get this, I mean, it's, I, it's not terrible. Listen, that, that came, that's store-bought <clears throat> shine. It is store-bought shine. I've had some not store-bought shine, and let me tell you something. You can't talk after you drink it. No, you can't talk after you drink it. <laughs> Sorry about that sound, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guys, welcome to the Retro Show with Butch and Chris. Uh, I am Butcher Infro, and with me, of course, always is my buddy, my friend, Best man at my wedding. Happening. My co-host. Folks. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and only. Chris Kurtz. <laughs> man, I love this crowd. The crowd you, loves you, man. You said I have contempt for the audience, but these guys are awesome. These guys are pretty good, aren't they? How about you guys in the back over there? Yeah. All right, this side. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm dealing with all kinds of stuff at one time. You ever do that? Juggling chainsaws. Yeah, and the chainsaws are yeah. on fire. Uh, chainsaws and baby cats. Yep. <laughs> chainsaws and baby cats. Okay. I, I I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I'm going to tell you, like we always do at the outset of each and every episode, and we're probably already what uh, two three minutes in. Um, today's topic is 
our favorite albums from 1978. Okay, 1978. Now, the reason I tell you that now is because we're going to go and talk about other stuff for you know a good little while. And then we're going to come back, and we're actually going to hit the subject. But first, I want to tell you, Chris, I have found what I think is the perfect breakfast sandwich. Really? I know. I know. After Re- all this, Re- it took me 57 years wait, to find. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I still see the uh, buttermilk English muffins Yes, over there. and they play a part in this. I Let figured they did. And so, but, but see, here's the thing. The perfect breakfast sandwich is predicated. Do you like that word? That's a $5 lawyer Dude, I don't there. even know what that means. Predicated. It means you got to have it. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. It, 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 is, it is based on the fact that you have to have a leftover jalapeno popper. Okay. I, I know there's some people say there's not such a thing. But the fact is, is I made well, you some, saw the look I when did, you it, said that I, was, I was reading something and I popped my head up and looked at you like, what is that? What is I, a leftover jalapeno? Popper? Yes, it, <laughs> folks. It was a look of incredulity. That's another five dollar lawyer. Jesus. word. Incredulity. OK, that Chris just gave me. So first of all, I guess I got to go ahead and tell you that my jalapeno popper recipe is, is, is pretty good. It, it's pretty simple. OK, first of all, you got to have. You got to have a brick of softened cream cheese, okay? A he cup. said a brick. A brick <laughs> of softened cream cheese, or you know, like eight, eight ounces. Okay. It's eight, eight ounces. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Eight ounces of softened cream cheese. You got to have a tablespoon because I ain't playing around. Oh. of chili powder. Okay, I'm in. Then a cup of sharp. I mean, the sharpest cheddar you can get. Grate it up. And mixed in with the cream cheese, the, the the cream cheese. Okay, then you take. Dude, a jalapeno. You had me at cream cheese. Anyway, I, go I ahead. Did. I did. <laughs> and then you take the jalapeno and you slice it in two. Okay, and then you like scoop out the the the, the seeds and stuff because you don't want to kill people. So this is an actual jalapeno popper. Yeah. Or you're making a jalapeno popper. I'm making a jalapeno popper. Okay, I'm popper. with you now. Now I'm with you. Okay. I'm doing this. You I, thought, know. I thought we were doing a breakfast sandwich, but. Uh, no, no, no. Right now we're doing right the jalapeno popper. Right now I'm popper. just doing the jalapeno gotcha. popper. Okay. All right. So uh, you take the jalapeno, the half jalapeno, and you put the cream cheese mixture in. You wrap bacon around it, which I know. My head snapped up again. You know, any, you wrap bacon around anything, you're going to eat it. Yeah. Especially you. And so then <laughs> you put it into. Now, now, now listen. If you want to do it right, you put it on your grill. Okay. And you well, grill of it. You do. You know, un, until. You know, the, the, the bacon is, you know, nice and crispy. Or you can use an air fryer. I have used an air fryer and cheated a little bit. But, okay, so if I, you have I, a leftover one of these. I've actually ha- I've actually used some stuff in somebody else's air fryer. That's a pretty good piece of yeah. kitchen equipment. I'm not going to It is. So you take, and so if you have a leftover one, or you may stick one back to use for this breakfast sandwich. So. In the morning, when you get up, first of all, you have to fry yourself an egg. Okay? Oh, my First Lord. thing. And if you fry it in bacon grease, you get extra credit. And about two years off your life. But that's okay. And then, and then you take the egg. You put it on your toasted English muffin. Then you take your leftover jalapeno popper. You pop it in the microwave until you warm it up. Because what have you got on there? You've already got your cheese. You've already got your bacon. And you're adding... A smoked cooked jalapeno. 
Dude, I'm telling you right now, best breakfast sandwich uh, probably, you've ever had. Um, dude, I'm in on that anyway. I mean, you know. I'm in on that. That is just crazy. Folks, if you tuned in, into this show to hear the, the, the best albums of 1978, that's coming. But you got a bonus piece of goodness here, and you're welcome, <laughs> is what you are. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, guys. He can cook, and he, he's really good at it. You know, when we were living together... Okay, so let me tell you a Monty like Curtis Vikings, story. like Vikings, <laughs> and so by by the time you hear this, the Monty Curtis episode will have aired. Monty is Chris's brother, and so let me tell you the Monty Curtis story that I have of when we all lived together. Because Chris and I moved in together, then Monty moved back in with us yep. to the house, and so. I was working. And that's that's a whole different. That's a dynamic. whole other thing. That's a whole that, that changed everything. There there were strange things that happened after that. So Monty shows up at like three a.m. I've got to get up at five and go to work. At three a.m., Monty comes in from whatever Monty's doing at three a.m. Monty has obviously been altered in some way. He's been drinking chemically. Yes. And so he comes and he's knocking on my door. And I said, dude, I've got to get up and uh, hey, man, cook me something to eat at this point. I was like, dude, get out of my room. I'm going to bug you till you cook me something to eat. So I said, you know what? Fine. I'm going to get up. I'll make Welcome us both. Welcome to my world. Yes. Yeah, so I will get up and, and, and I'll make us both something to eat. So I go in and I make a breakfast because you know what? I've got to head out in a little bit anyway and go to work. And I go in there, and Monty has passed out on the couch. I said, oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. You woke me up to make you something to eat. So I started shaking. No, you get up. He's like, I'm just going to go to sleep now. Okay, man. I signed it. <laughs> I remember but, one, you know, I, I ended up, you moved out shortly after that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I can't live here anymore. Um, but I had been out really really late and I had to get up early but not really early right Monty had to get up really early yeah and he gets up and like you know I had that middle bedroom and the bathroom was right there by the middle bedroom yep. and he's in there at the top of his lawn going I want to be in the army I mean yelling at the top of his lawn <laughs> that's the only time I got really really pissed off at him I'm like dude what are you doing Yes, we're actually, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what just happened. This is live. <laughs> this is almost live. My wife just came in from walking the dog, and she looked at me and goes, are you recording? <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Debbie, come and sit down. Yep, come sit. Come on. Heck yeah. You can be a part of this. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast. The one. The only. Ladies and gentlemen, Debbie Renfro. <laughs> it's a great crowd. So anyway, yeah, okay. Now you can say hello. I got you turned up. Hello. Okay. So you got to get into that microphone. You got to act like you like it. So Oh. Don't need to show her how to love the microphone. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, my goodness. So anyway, we're about to get into our top albums of 1978. And I think I'm going to make her join us here. Uh, Okay. My wife, Debbie Renfro, will be. I'm really okay with that. I know. That'll be fun. It'll be, an, it'll be an extra twist into the normal podcast. But, folks, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break for all of our uh, sponsorage. And, uh, of course, all of the fine people who follow us at our Patreon account 
and the people who have s supported us, we're going to give them their shout out. And we're going to come back right after this. Hey guys, we're back on the podcast here. It always seems so short. Do I, I, I know. It just flies by, doesn't it? It's actually about three or four minutes sometimes, but you know, it just flies by. Uh, so the topic of today is the uh, top albums of 1978. Chris? Uh, yeah, man, that's... that's what do you I'm, think, man? I'm looking at the list here, and it's a really good, good list. It's a pretty good list. You don't think about when stuff comes out when you're listening to it. I mean, you don't. I mean, unless it's monumental... Which for me, music is very, very um, memory provoking. Yes. For me. uh, music's tied into a lot of a lot of memories for me, but you don't think about it. But I mean, there are some really, really good albums that came out in '78. Man, there's some great sure. albums that came out in 1978. I think one that now, of course, um, did you ever come up with your top ten on this? No, no but I'm just gonna. <laughs> hey, she's gonna wing I'm it. I'm gonna wing it. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of great albums that did come out that year. Uh, now, I mean, I, I do have like a top five on here for sure. No okay. Problem. That's, All right. That's well, really uh, not a problem. I'm going to let you start, though. Okay. So let's just go ahead and say that we're going to do a top five. But what I'd like to do first is those that didn't make our top five, <laughs> but we're still really good. Okay. That we're, that, that's going to end up on our list. And I think I have to talk about the first Cars album, which is the Cars. I like the cars, though. Man, I love the cars. I do. I don't even see it on here. Where's it at? Uh, it's actually on my list down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Wow, that came out that year, too? Yeah, 1978. I was talking about the next one on the list. But anyway. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, so the car, I mean, that first Cars album had some really good stuff on there. Uh, you know, it had, um, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm messing with your volume here. Why? You know why are you messing with my volume? Uh, because I was turning up the wrong thing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Things happen. Uh, so anyway, so the yeah, my first one that doesn't make my top five is the first Cars album. And uh, Debbie, you got any uh, any particular favorites from nineteen seventy eight? Nineteen seventy eight. Well, at first I thought rumors but that's 77 um but yeah i would say on your list butch i would i would pick van halen out of that group van halen that's a solid choice <laughs> solid choice where's it gonna that end up on my be, list that, that wait be. and find out <laughs> i can't imagine butch liking van halen that's probably because when that's we crazy. were dating uh you came over to the house and at that time, I, I tell the story. This I is told, great. I was telling Butch I didn't like Van Halen that much. I I was new to music really, and then I looked down around my ankles were like two or three Van Halen albums in the floor yeah. of the car. <laughs> it's a great place to keep them, by the way. I uh, I converted her on that, so yeah. Well, yeah. So that happened, uh, Chris. What you got for one of your favorite albums from '78? One of my favorites, so definitely "Dog and a Butterfly." "Dog and Butterfly" by Heart is so good. Yeah, great. I mean that that's probably my favorite Heart album. And I, you know, they did a comeback in the '80s, the mid '80s. You remember that? I mean, oh, it was dude, huge, we, and it was we were listening to that yeah, a lot. Big, big because we were living together album. at the yep, time when that we album were. came out. And um, but I don't think it topped that. No, you know when I go back now and I listen. Really, I mean, I like that album that they came out with in the mid-'80s, man, but their stuff before that, to me, was just 
it's better music. It is. I, I, you know that '70s sound, man. You just can't. It went away, and I wished it hadn't have. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, so I have to say, on my list of ones that did not make my top five, uh, also on my list would be uh, "Stranger in Town," Bob Seger. You know how I feel about Bob. I, I know love you Bob. love Bob Seger. I love Bob, um, but no, no, not nine tonight. I'm not nine tonight, but Night Moves is probably my top Bob Seger album of all time. Yeah, I love Night Moves. That's a great, great. That is album. a very good album. Uh, um, Debbie, you got anything else from '78 that you like? Debbie, were you alive in 78? She was. Come on. She's I mean, not she, that much younger than she's me. She's like a 92 She just looks younger just than me. She's a baby. Um, Debbie has aged like wine, and I have aged like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> we know the the Boston album, Don't Look Back, that's such a such a classic. I mean, those songs are as fresh now as they were. That, that entire album. The first time I, I heard them. And I think Pieces of Eight by Styx, even though oh, it's no. not on. Just one at a time? I'm just sorry. Just one at a time. Lord. You've got to do I the format. I know. I'm sorry. There, there, She's trying, yeah, see, there, there we go. Yeah. Right there. I, I, I mean, can't take her is, anywhere, Well, this Chris. is when you put new people in. I mean, they don't know the rules. I they know. don't know. <laughs> it, it's like when we did the show with That's Keller. That's one warning, Debbie, and then you're going to have to okay. go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to sit here until I'm asked a question. That's right. So, yes, but the bottom Hey, don't just work. like money did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the the Boston Don't Look Back. You and I have talked about this album before as being yep. one of a favorites that, that we had. Actually, it's one of the first ones I ever got on 8-Track. As a matter of fact, I still owe Columbia House probably <laughs> a lot of money uh, for that first batch of 8-Tracks that I got. scam in the entire world. It was. But everybody did it. Everybody did it. It's like, well, you know, it's like, okay, kids, Uncle Butt's going to take you on a trip. Okay, so back in the ma- back of all the magazines and everything that you would have, and I mean every single magazine, uh, Columbia House would have this offer. And Columbia House was a uh, record and tape club, meaning that you could, for one penny, one measly penny, get eight. Thirteen. 13, 13 albums. albums or eight tracks yep. at the time I did it or cassettes later on. And you could get those, but you had to buy a lot. What was like six over the next two years that you had to say that you were going to buy from them. <laughs> $9,000 a piece. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I probably still owe them because I did that. And my dad was left on the hook and he, mm-hmm. you know, but he took care of it. Um, I ended up, and, and did you ever forget to send the card back in? Oh, yeah. Then you ended up with something you never yeah. listened to. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I'm, that's, I, how, that's how um, Boy George made it big. So yeah. <laughs> these things are flying off the shelf. They're just flying off the shelf. I just it's just a top selling album. No, you forgot to send your card back to Columbia Records and Tape Club. Uh, so Chris, you got anything on the list of that's not top five but still high on the list? Um yeah, man, and it's gonna it's gonna make you laugh. But the Grease soundtrack. Dude, who didn't have that? Debbie had it. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's not my top five, but I... You can sing every one of every, them, every, can't you? Every, I saw it like Some 22 times it. in the theater because it was on forever. And it what was. did we do on Friday nights, people? The movies. We went to the movie theater. You know why? Because there was literally nothing, nothing else, else for do. people our age to do. That's and we had two movies. Yeah. We had two screens. Two screens. And that, that's where you met your girlfriend if you had a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, you met her at the movies. Yeah. 
And you, your you girlfriend did, of the week. Then you didn't sit in your normal seats with your buddies. You sat somewhere behind them so they could not be messing with you from behind. Yeah. That's the truth. But uh, but but we would try. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm so another one yeah. that, that that is on the list. And guys, I'm telling you, 1978 was a just a phenomenal year of, of music that came out. Double platinum from Chris came uh, from Kiss. Double platinum from Kiss came out, and that was the greatest hits uh, from Kiss that came out at that time, and was just like and, and like if you'd ever wanted to get into Kiss. That was the time to do it because you could get a double album, had all of their greatest hits on there, and you could just kind of say, oh, okay, I see why Kiss is awesome. Yeah. And you could get that and, and find out. Debbie, you got anything on the list there that you that, that, that just sticks out to you? We, we have a list here that I printed out of albums from 1978. Well, you know, so many of them I can see like, like Rod Stewart. I'm a big Rod Stewart fan um okay you so that's another one from the list yeah she's going to run she's going to say like five or six in a row am i what i'm gonna yeah. say five or six yeah, in, a she's row. Gonna, yeah. in a row i could tell where that was going okay so well, rod stewart let's park it rod stewart <laughs> rod stewart you know what Here, here's the thing about rod stewart we, we went and saw rod stewart when was that like 20 years ago almost yeah it was a great concert it was a great concert and 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 the thing about Rod Stewart is that what is amazing to me is that Rod Stewart is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that should be. Yeah, exactly. And that's just one of them right there. But but that really floored me because this guy was has been around since what? Well, he's an icon. Yeah. Faces. The, yeah, since the faces. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, which honestly, my favorite Rod Stewart stuff is probably from his Faces era. Yeah. You know? And I, you know, and it just comes on as Rod Stewart, and they don't even mention faces. I know. It's kind of crazy. It is. It's kind of crazy. I had it, and now I've lost it, damn it. All right, Chris. I, I know. Um, Come on, man. You can do it. I have faith in you. And this is this is albums that, that are not on our list, is that right? Yeah, they're not on your top five yet. Toto. Toto. Listen, that first Toto album, it's Hold great. the Line. It was great. You know, yeah, that was song. They made a great there song. There. Listen, my, my first time to see Toto was when uh, Ryan, Ryan is my youngest son, and, and Debbie's too, and she's here, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but he's my main concert buddy, and, and he loves all the bands from the 70s and 80s. So it's, it's a perfect opportunity and excuse for me to go see these bands. And so Toto was opening for, the, uh, for what's left of the band journey, and it, it was, and they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you've got to hold the line on that album. Is is Roseanne on that album also? No, no, that, that was uh, 1982 when that came out. But no, on that first album, I think. Uh, oh man, you're gonna make me whip the phone out here. No, don't worry about so, it. So, but yeah, the the first Toto album. You folks uh, look it up. Yeah, you guys can look it up, and you know, if you're on Spotify. By the way, if you're listening to this, this is going to be a Spotify enhanced episode. Oh my goodness! Yes, and so all gotta, of these songs that we mentioned will be on there. We got to be very careful about what we mention. That's anyway, right. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't find it. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, I have a request for the Grease soundtrack. Okay, which one? Grease Lightning. A grease lightning. <laughs> I go grease lightning, lightning you're burning, burning up the quarter mile. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. <laughs> okay. Please come back. Don't tune out. 
Thank you. Hey, you get a song and a dance here. I mean, I was actually <laughs> dancing. Come on. He was. Uh, and, and please, sir, wear something besides a Speedo next time. Okay? That's how I roll, my, baby. The my wife and my is dog is, is, are, are both in here. Okay, so another album that's not in the top five, but one that I really, really like, uh, and I'm going to go to this, uh, is, is Billy Joel, 52nd Street. It shows like, like, like Big Shot. Uh, th- that's really the song that first got me into going, oh, who's this guy? And I remember I bought the 45 for that, and I just wore it out. You know, the, the coolest Billy Joel song to me that he did, just to me, I love the song just because it tells a story, and it's Piano Man. Yeah, that is of course. fantastic. Uh, Debbie, what's that one that you like? Uh, Vienna? Vienna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great sign. He's a good storyteller. He is. And, and, and that's what I like about Billy Joel is he, he's, is he can sometimes just tell really good stories in, in a three-and-a-half-minute song. Uh, Chris, you got anything else that's not a top five but a great album from 1978? Um, yeah, man. And it's sad to say, but I actually looked up the album to see what all was on there. But, but seriously, folks, Joe Walsh. <laughs> it had basically one really real that the song that actually skyrocketed him yeah. into life's been good superstardom yeah. yeah life's been good to me as a life's been good awesome. and he was shortly after that was he in the eagles already when this was released or did he join I, later you know i don't know i can't I answer don't that. know when he joined but i know that when this came out he was either in the Eagles already or getting ready to join. Because he, the I mean, he, the James Gang was yeah. in there too. I mean, he he was part of the James Gang. So did Rocky Mountain Way come after that? I think that was before. I this think that one, was the James it? Gang one, or was it Joe I, Walsh? I, dude, I don't know. Someone out there knows, and they're screaming. I mean, at Joe the radio. Walsh is an enigma by himself, and now we're trying to keep up with his music. And when yeah. he came out, that's just not going to happen. No, no, Judge. <laughs> He is a unique dude. He is. I'm just going to say, he and he is, a, but he is, he has written some of my favorite songs. I worked, ever. I worked uh, security at Somerset and he was the headliner and he was like right there. Really? Behind me. Behind you. Yes. And he, dude, I'm sitting there. Listen, Chris is only five foot three. <laughs> and so the fact that he's working security. <laughs> now, he's, I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, Chris is a. Uh, a little bit north of five foot three. It's it's Debbie that's five foot three actually. I am. Yeah, look at her go. She's actually five foot two something, but I want to go see what yeah. she's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, and Cindy the same height. Yeah, by the way, they, they it's are actually five foot two and three quarters. That's, yeah, but that's but closer to five three than five two by a quarter of an inch. So but we I, round I, up. I round up. So we round up. Yes, we do. Uh, so another album for me that came out that year that I actually just love. And a, not a lot of people... It, it was known for another song that I really enjoyed off of that. It, 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 it's known for Werewolves of London, but it's Warren Zevon, Excitable Boy. Okay? So, Excitable Boy also has... A song called Lawyers, Guns, and Money, which is my favorite Warren Zevon song. I don't ever. think I've ever heard it. You're going to have to play that for me. You know what? On the Spotify so, so, version, Senior Banner. Here it is. So, 
Lawyers, Guns, and Money, Warren Zevon. No, that's awesome. So that is uh, one of my favorite songs. So, uh, folks, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to look at our top five albums from 1978 in just a moment. Hey, Chris, guess what? What? Did you know we have producers we on do. this podcast? We, we do. do. And we love them. But the you know thing about, thing about the producers on this show, they don't get to tell us nothing. That's right. <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, go to RetroShow.net and click Support the Podcast. It's right up there in the menu. Let's go down these names here of these fine, upstanding, uh, beautiful individuals. Obviously, of good taste. Absolutely. Yes, that support this podcast. Uh, that's LNC Corporation. You do not cross LNC Corporation. That you do not no. cross the LNC Corporation, that's and, for sure. That's right. Norton! 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 Chris Listen, B. Listen, Norton, I know you've been looking at me. So, <laughs> Chris B. Chris B. Yep. Nancy Schwartz. Nancy Schwartz. Yeah, Josh Ramsey. Fran Adams. E.M. Bradford the Behemoth Mason. Bradford Brad. <laughs> and of course, the original, the first supporter we ever had. Yep. Tanya Holland. Tanya Holland. That's you right. will always be number one. Always in our be hearts. number one, Tanya. So, <laughs> uh, guys, if you would like to support us, it's $3 a month. You can go to retroshow.net, click support the podcast, and find out more. Now, Chris, we also have a $1.5 million a month level, too. And I'm waiting for that one. I am, man. Yeah, I wish because, I would just come through. Didn't yeah, I? because I figured we'd split $18 million because they had to commit to a year to that. And then, no. and then we're done. Bill uh, we Gates, Dollar, Donald Trump, yeah. one of you big billionaires. Now, somebody's got more money than sense. Please <laughs> sign up for that deal. Listen, we love all of you, and we thank you for supporting the podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are now ready to go into, ladies and gentlemen, and I just have to tell you, there's a little bit of bone of a contention here <laughs> that uh, Chris and I had about uh, Van Halen albums. <laughs> and he said that, uh, what was that you said? So in the, in the uh, Van Halen episodes, I said... Fair Warning was a really, really good Van Halen album, and I love the album, but it wasn't one of my favorites. And Butch's response was, yeah, but it's because your exposure to it. And I'm, what? No, <laughs> I meant that for for all of us, you know. Uh, but why wouldn't that make it my favorite, though? Okay, well, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. That's Debbie, what he wanted to hear. You witnessed that. I did. You witnessed he did. This. Let's not diss Van Halen in any way <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, he, well, this, this show's not even about Van Halen. He's still got hearts and little Van Halen symbols on his show notes over here. It's crazy. <laughs> I know how to draw the symbol really well. Uh, but see, he, he, here's what. See, here's what's changed. Since that episode... I have gone back and I've listened to every one so of not. the David Lee Roth Van Halen oh, albums. Oh, no, I haven't done that. Okay. And here's what I have to say. Now my favorite is Women and Children First. Really? Yep. I really like that album. I really like that album. And I went back and I listened to the two of them. I went, you know what? I Chris think was I like, right. 
I think I like this one. No, he likes Van Halen too. Yeah. Van Halen too is my favorite. Album. At, at, that's just fair. And, and listen, you can't go wrong if you pick any no, of those man, first five albums. You cannot right. go wrong. They're all great. But I, I'm like driving to work, listening to that podcast on the way You're to like, work, and I was like, "What did he say to me? What the hell? I'm what? gonna whoop that boy like nobody's business." <laughs> I mean, it almost came across as like you've never really listened to this album. I mean, I don't know why you're even talking. <laughs> if you'd really heard it, Chris, yeah, yeah. you'd have heard it with my. <laughs> Ears, <laughs> duly noted, and I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I still love. I know. I love you too, man. All right, guys. So now we're going to get into our top five albums. And ladies first, absolutely. Debbie, what's your number five? What? What? Um, I'm going to say Grease. Grease. Yeah. The, the Grease soundtrack. Grease soundtrack. soundtrack? No. You know really, what? You know that was just such a part of. Like we talked about before, our childhood and the girl across the street from me, Karen, you know, we would, we would sing those songs to the tops of our lungs. You know, here's what you don't know, but Chris and I would too. We'd get out and we'd show time in the front yeah. yard. We, we made dance routine. We didn't have so did we. You guys no, did. We didn't, no, we didn't have kidding. any friends. Out there doing grease lightning. <laughs> we had no friends. On your dad's car. <laughs> Feehan, that was it. Feehan's <laughs> like, I'll do it. Feehan, I'll do it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mike. Uh, listen, Mike, we love you, man. I we do. do. Love you. Uh, I miss, I'd love to see you. I yeah, would love we would to love to see, see Mr. Feehan. Would. We would, uh, and, and I have more Feehan stories to tell as oh the podcast gosh, there, goes a, on. There's a thousand of there them. are a thousand of them, <laughs> and they're all hilarious. So the Grease soundtrack. So what's your favorite cut, Debbie, off of the Grease soundtrack? It has to be hopelessly devoted to you. I'm a huge it's, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, it's Olivia Newton-John. I have to agree. Man, I was so Love sad when she passed her. away. I was too. That, Listen, man, I had such a huge crush on her when I was oh, a kid Jesus, because she man. was a, such a pretty lady. She was beautiful, you know? gorgeous, talented, class act. First time I saw that movie, I'm like eleven, yeah, twelve. First time I saw that movie, you know, she's already gorgeous through the whole movie. Yeah, and then at the end, she puts <laughs> on those black skin tight pants you know they had to sew her into those pants i don't care <laughs> that just did it for me i mean yeah. I, was a, I was in love with olivia newton john and her voice i loved her yeah. voice yeah. and you know the thing about me at the end of that movie i was like oh she changed but that's a girl for you instead of a boy yeah i guess i don't yeah. know I was a good little girl. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted me too, to stay. Baby, I was like, oh, she changed. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this is a much better version. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your number five, brother number man? Number five, Sticks, Pieces of Eight. Man, that is such a great album. Great. I mean, you can't go wrong with The Great White Hope. Nope. And and um, Renegades on that album. Yep. And something else. I can't. Spoiler remember. alert, guys! We're getting ready to record a Sticks episode that goes into the complete history of Sticks, <sighs> and so Pieces of Eight was my actually introduction to Sticks. Yeah. That that was a huge album because everybody was listening to that, especially yeah. Renegade. I mean, Lily Burrell lived down the street from us, and she yeah. was a huge Sticks fan, and she yeah. loved. She Rest was she soul. was my age. Um, yeah, and. I'd go down there and we'd listen to Pink Floyd, The Wall, Sticks. Yeah. You know, and her dad would just come in, I don't know what you're I don't know what you people are listening to. 
<laughs> How lovely is that? He was a cool dude. Yeah, he, he was, he was cool Cajun. Yes. He was so Cajun. Yeah. Now, was that a double album? No. No. The single no. Album. Did, did Sticks make a double album? No. Unless Caught in the Act, their live album from 84 was a double album. This sounds like something Queen would put out. Yeah. But Caught in the Act <laughs> in 84. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. So, so that's your number five that's sticks, number five. pieces of eight. What's your favorite cut off the album? Yeah, definitely um, the Great White Hope. I love that song. I don't know why, but I do. Okay. I mean, I know Renegades on there. No, no. I listen, man. That's great. I just like the way it starts out. Yeah, and then you know, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. In this corner, wearing white from the city of the big shoulders. Okay, so my number five is Double Vision by Foreigner. Okay, you cannot underestimate. That's a huge album for Foreigner. Foreigner was huge in the late seventies and early eighties. You know, just just a fantastic album uh but uh, yeah double vision by foreigner uh you had uh, hot blooded on there which was I, I think that was my introduction to foreigner that was probably one of their number one hits too yep that and jukebox hero but that yep. wasn't on that album debbie give us your number four on the list please well i'm gonna say queen <laughs> queen jazz jazz yeah queen um, nobody's looking anyway yeah <laughs> Um, don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. I just love it. And you know, in the bicycle song, I remember. Yeah, but my favorite off that's Fat Bottom Girls. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm a great song. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I like that song. It's not my favorite one on there, but remember, our, our son would be in the back and you would be playing the bicycle song and he would be singing, I want to ride my yeah. bicycle. Yeah. No, make no mistake about it, guys. Queen was huge in the Listen, late 70s. Huge. Huge. Everybody yeah. loved Queen. Yeah. Some good stuff on there. Uh, so Debbie's just said Queen uh, jazz, and that's her uh, number four. Chris, you're number four, sir. Van Halen, first album. Man, that first album. Man, you just can't touch that, can you? Nope. Well, no. I mean, I've got you've got three in front of it, but you know they were monumental in my life, yeah. so... That's the reason. That, 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 so was that album, but I mean, I had yeah. to choose. Yeah, <laughs> you what's, made me choose. I couldn't line I them up in a choose. row. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, what's your favorite cutoff? The first Van Halen. For me, yeah, I ain't talking about love, and I know it's a remake, but still, man, that guitar and that is just awesome. And it it hit me from the first time I heard it. I just loved it, loved it. But that whole album's good. Yep. We've talked about it. Yes, we have. Butch is over there drooling, and he's like wanting to talk more about it. But we if you want on, to Butch. go back and listen, we actually have our top Van Halen albums. You can go back a few episodes yeah. and listen to that. Uh, and so, you know. But you know what? I want, I mentioned a song on the Van Halen podcast, and I would rather play it in the enhanced version for everybody. And that's Atomic Punk. So shall it be. <laughs> I remember my brothers had the first Van Halen album and and I was young what 78 um, and I played Running with the Devil and it scared me oh (laughs) let me tell you you know I have an older brother that guitar that first part yeah I can do one better than that yeah try Black Sabbath War Pigs on (laughs) it oh my god in the middle of the night, I didn't die playing the devil music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, so I I have to go with my uh, my number four pick out of all this is from Journey, and it is the Infinity album. Now I'm going to look and see because I have to make sure that I'm right on this. But is that not the first album with one Mister Steve? The it Boys, is. Perry. It is. Okay. You had songs in there like Lights, mm-hmm. Patiently. Wheel in the Sky. Wheel in the Sky. Patiently is not on that album. Uh, feeling That Way, Anytime, Feeling That Way, you know, which you have to play together. Uh, yeah, they got to go back to back or it's not any good. Yeah. yeah. And it but, pisses me off when you play like a playlist and you've got it on shuffle. Yeah. And you're waiting for it to kick into the next part and of that. And it doesn't play the next part of it. Yes. <laughs> I know. It makes you, you mad, You queen, you know, bicycle and stuff. But, you know, here, here's the cool thing about Infinity is that that was kind of in a transition point of the band. Okay. So you had Greg Raleigh, who also sang a lot of lead vocals on that. And him and Steve would trade off. And that's some of my favorite old Journey songs. It is Steve there. Perry, man. He definitely had the best voice in rock and roll. He did, for and me. yeah, oh, for me too. For me too. Uh, he can hit. He could hit things not only in the studio, but they have recordings of him, like live recordings of like being able to hit these things just up in the stratosphere. That if you've ever been a vocalist before, you know is just like. <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh, you know, and and he was able to go out on stage and do that night after night and, and sing those songs, and that's just I'm, amazing. I'm going to me. tell a story on somebody, and he's a friend of mine, and you do not know him, but we were at a party one night, and this has been the last couple of years, and I really, really love this guy, man. He's a great guy. He was talking about how he used to sing, and he, this is a, a New Year's Eve party, and he's like. Yeah, I can cover Steve Perry. I went, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you might you sing can't. it an octave lower, but you can't cover Steve Perry. You might sing it two octaves yeah, lower. No, there's not. But, um, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, is some of Journey's replacements for Perry have blown out their vocals because yeah. it's they, like Jonathan Cain from the band said, you know, Steve could go from a head tone to a chest tone or a throat tone seamlessly. Yeah. Most people can't they do can't that do and that. it's it it wreaks havoc on the vocal yes. cords. And I can't do listen, that. uh Steve Perry is still he's in my top 3 favorite singers of all time, not vocalist, singers. So, I mean, to put it in perspective because you're sitting here, we sang together in high school. And you know I was a tenor one. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. No. Yeah. Well, he's There's a soprano. No There's Literally, no hell he is a soprano. a soprano. Yeah. Well, I sang, I sang soprano in yeah. middle school and junior high. Mm-hmm. But when I got to high school, I was tenor one. And I... <laughs> He amazes me. Yeah. He literally amazes me. I've never me. read exactly how many octaves his voice is. I know Rob Halpert from Judas Priest, they talked about three, o- has, three octaves. Uh, he's more like five octaves. Yeah, I that's think. what it is. Yeah. And so I don't know about Steve, though, but I, Steve I'm assuming it's probably. Steve is at least six or seven. Yeah. What about the guy from Aha? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen. To God. Listen. You talk about one of my favorite 80s songs right that there. Song, that, that, that is a great, a great song. song. I love the video. The video yeah, is the video awesome. is groundbreaking. Cutting edge. Uh, which we talked about in it will and by the time you hear this our MTV episode will have aired and you can go back and listen to that isn't yeah, that cool that they can go cool. back and listen to that Debbie you're number three on your top albums from 1978 well I would say Boston Boston don't look back yes 
Great follow-up. You just can't. Those twin guitars, those twin lead, those twin lead (laughs) guitars and uh, the harmony, they're just so pleasing to the ear. They they are. Yeah. And he had, I I don't know, there'd never been a sound like that. As a matter of fact, he, he invented it. You know, Tom Schultz uh, actually worked for Polaroid at the time he was making the first Boston album and actually just invented a bunch of stuff to get the sounds that he wanted. The guy's a genius. And he's uh, tall as hell, too. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Uh, He is a tall dude. But I remember uh, Debbie and I got to go see them. It was in 1993, I think. And Brad Delp. Uh, who was not on the album release from the the album, which was Walk On, but he had joined them for the tour. And I'm so glad I got to see Brad. I wish Dill. I got to see him then. You know, I saw him he, the last time they were here, and I don't remember. Yeah, anything. you and I went. Uh, it was you, me, my son Ryan, and uh, um, ah, da, da, da. man, he's drawing a blank. And Joe. Joe Thrash. Joe Thrash. Yeah. And we all went and... Uh, ran into Mike Sanders. <laughs> yeah, ran into Mike Sanders. Uh, Who uh, was driving the car to the Kiss concert that I went to in 78. In 1978. <laughs> but he, was, he was wearing an actual uh, Boston concert tour shirt. Yes. I, I remember the, him wearing that shirt yeah. back in the day on the bus. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, so Chris, your number... Three. Boston, don't look back. Boston, don't look back. Is it? Listen, guys. You, Chris, and I have talked about, and there's going to be a podcast episode that this comes out in. But it's albums you can put on, and there's not a bad song mm-hmm. that you have to skip in the entire thing. And if you get the first two Boston albums, you can just track those. Yep, all the way through. All the way through, and start all over again. So, what's, because, your, what's your favorite song on that album? Which one, Boston? Yeah, don't the, look the back. don't look back. Probably the song Don't Look Back. Don't Look Back is really good. That was their big hit off that album. Yeah. But for yeah. me, the song that really does it for me on that album is A Man I'll Ever Be. That's mine. Oh, that's mine, yeah. dude. That's, that's my favorite one off that album. God, I love that song. And so that's what we're going to play on the Spotify enhanced version <laughs> is Man I'll Never Be. Yeah, it's an awesome song. But yeah, that is a fantastic one. Chris, uh, I've got, I just gave you my number you three. You just gave number three, number three. So my number three is Six Pieces of Eight. Uh, that Sticks album that came out. Listen, uh, and, and we're about to do a Sticks podcast here, but I just want to go ahead and borrow something from that right there. Dennis DeYoung gets a lot of grief for writing all the sappy stuff, and yeah, maybe he did. But there's some things he wrote on that pieces of an album that are just straight-ahead rockers. Okay. Tommy Shaw wrote Renegade, though, right? Yeah, he wrote he Renegade. Yeah. But Great White Hope, I believe, was J.Y. and Dennis. That did that way, and that's our straight-ahead rock. It is, and it's really good. It's um, my favorite on there. Uh, but you know, Dennis wrote some rockers on that one. He really did, and so uh, yeah. Well, he did, <laughs> and we'll talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. There's a sticks episode coming up. It's a spoiler alert that uh, you'll be able to listen to. We'll talk about Styx's uh, influence and and Dennis's influence on sticks as time went on, but. On that album, man, they were just hitting on all cylinders. They'd just come off the Grand Illusion from 77, which was probably their their benchmark album. It was. But then they managed to just keep that level going. Yep. And this one right here is really good. So, um, so, Debbie, what's your number two? 
on the list. I feel like I'm just repeating you guys just in a it's okay. in a different order. Um, so I'm going to pick something different. <laughs> I know I'm not speaking into the microphone. No, 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 no. Listen, don't pick something different just because we pick something. Uh, you pick something okay. that you like. Okay. That's what this is about. Um, I will say foreigner. I didn't say foreigner already, did I? Foreigner, yeah. That foreigner. Um, I just love their sound. Double vision. Voice. Um, yeah. Was just at its at its prime. Yeah, in the um, mid eighties. And then seeing him later, I guess after his yeah, illness, after and, he had or the brain tumor. Strain. And you know, and people would say, "Oh, he didn't sound that good," and it just kind of broke my heart because I know how good he was. He, he really those. is. Um, that album. I want to know what um, what album was. I want to know what love is on. That was on four. That they, was in they brought 81. in that choir yeah. from Philander Smith College in Little Rock. Just but, great. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the uh, foreigner. Um, um, double vision album man it had like like hot blooded it had double vision on there blue morning blue day uh you know just 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 some just some songs that you're still going to be hearing you know 50 years from now right on that one right there so um debbie that was you right on number that three was, was that number three Chris, what's your number three? No, that was number two. Number Number two. two. What's your number two, Chris? Double Live Gonzo. Double Live Gonzo. Ted Nugent. Nugent. Yeah, we we, we can't quote a lot of what Uncle Ted said (laughs) on that album. But, yeah, that that is a great – that is what – listen. I'd like to dedicate this song to all that. Never mind. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> so stopping what, right there. So I don't, this, Tell me the big songs on that album. Stranglehold. Well, it, it's everything. It, yeah. it, it, it was uh, a Cass, live album. Was Cat Scratch Fever on that? Yes, yes okay, because it yeah. was a live album. It was a live album. And so it was all of his previous albums, and he basically everything live on there. This is and, one of those live albums that it really sounded good. Yeah, it did. And <laughs> and uh, it, it it's an example of why Uncle Ted was uh, such Uncle a draw <laughs> at the time and why he was Uncle Ted. Uh, but yeah, that that double I've gone. So that's your number two. That's a great free for alls on there, um, which is not didn't get a lot of airplay. But what a great tune! Well, that's what we're going to play song. on the Spotify enhanced version right now. Yep. See, man, what a song! What a song! Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to go to my number two, and we've already talked about this album before, and it's Boston Don't Look Back. Yeah. That that hit my number two spot. Um, that it's was a, one of the first eight tracks I ever bought. It's a monumental album. Actually, it's the first 45 I ever bought was really? Don't Look Don't Look Back. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the title track. Time has a great album. It was a great album. Debbie, what's your number one album from 1978? I would say um, Kansas. Kansas, two for the show? Yes. You know, just um, Dust in the Wind is such an anthem. And uh, I've seen Kansas a couple of times at yeah. least. Just You've seen the, them with both lead the, singers that they uh, had. Inst- the instrumental uh, pieces that they do and um, just the musicianship here's I mean, everything Kansas. is top-notch music the vocals are so good and they're uh they are very much uh classical music put to a rock beat 
that and that is a good example of <laughs> them live is two for the show. Well, if that's the case, Butch, if all you got to have is a flute. Where's the Marshall Tucker band in that classical? <laughs> well, maybe they didn't have a release in 1978. Chris, yeah. you ever think about that? <laughs> Heard it in a love song. Can't be wrong. Great album. Please, people, come back. We promise not to sing again <laughs> no, until we the next don't. time. We'll sing yeah, again. We'll, it's we'll going to happen. Again. Chris, what's your number one from 78? Double Platinum Kiss. Double Platinum Kiss. Listen. As someone that, that Gene Simmons may be the most genius marketer there ever was. Him and um, Paul McCartney. Yep. <laughs> and for Gene to be able to just come out and say, you know what? We got a lot of hits on this. Let's just put out a greatest hits album. Great. And it was a double album. It had all of their previous hits on there. And so you could go in and listen and get a good idea. It's like, oh, okay. I like this. This band. was this was actually their second live album. Actually, the third. Yeah. Because they had Kiss Alive, mm-hmm. then they had uh-huh. a Kiss Alive Two, and then well, Double Platinum. Was Double Platinum a live album, or was it, was it Greatest Hits? I guess it was just not a live album. It was I thought greatest, it was just, it was, greatest, it's hits just greatest Hits. Yeah. I was thinking, but the reason I brought that up, but there's is some because, live cuts on there because because yeah. Alive Two came out the year before. Yeah. In '77, I know because I got it for Christmas. And I took it to school yeah. for show and tell, and I stepped off the old bus 37 at school, and the record fell out and hit the sidewalk oh. and shattered, and I cried. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's a sad story. We're going to play taps. We <laughs> tell you what, maybe I should put sad music over that portion where you're talking. Yeah. You know, speaking of Kiss and Gene Simmons and what a good businessman he is, we were watching Spears Morgan the other night, and he the, the guy is a merchandiser, and he was uh, doing something, and he had gum in his mouth, and he uh, it was being filmed, and the people filming him said, you know, Gene, can can you take the gum out of your mouth? Took the gum out of his mouth, and they auctioned the gum on like ebay or something for 200 plus thousand dollars that someone paid for that Mm -hmm. you've got to be kidding me and and i don't even think it was his fan as i am i mean no keller did you buy that gum keller bought the gum (laughs) that's what he did uh but uh ladies and gentlemen i'm going to go ahead and come now with my number one album from 1978 and it is the first van halen album simply for the groundbreaking shocker yeah, I know. Everybody is shocked. Everybody listening is totally shocked that I picked Van Halen as my number one album. But the thing is, is that it, it really was such a groundbreaking it was. album in the way Ted Templeman was the producer on that. Who? Ted Templeman. Was he in the band? Uh, he was like the fifth member for I'm just the first asking, five albums. Did he play an instrument? Did he sing? He was a producer. I did did he play an instrument? Did he sing? No, but he brought well, out the best. I don't want to hear about him then. Yeah, okay. Cares. Well, okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway. he asked a straight question. Give a straight answer. That's exactly. Yeah. Thank you, okay. Debbie. Thank you. <laughs> Debbie, you come back anytime. Yeah. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> welcome what? to the retro show with Butch, Chris, and Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I've got to make some changes to the branding. Now, because Debbie's going to be here now, because now they can gang up on me. <laughs> but yes, Ted Templeman was producer on that. And, and, but yes, you are correct that it was the talent of Eddie Van Halen. 
that you know no one had ever really heard guitar like that before. No, and uh, they're just it's just uh, another one of those albums you can put on, play start to finish, and it's it's just it's just is it is what so it is. So are they going to get another Van Halen song right now on the no. enhanced what? Oh, you yeah, mean, of course they'll get another so Van Halen. Pick it. Oh, I thought you meant, oh, no, which one am it. I going to play? Yeah. I want to hear it now because you I You want to hear it right now? Yeah. Atomic Punk. What? No, wait a minute. I've already picked Atomic Punk. You can't play it again? You going to play it twice? Why not? Okay, cool. Atomic Punk. <laughs> hey, guys, Butch breaking into my own podcast. Just to let you know... Sometimes I podcast on an empty brain, so of course I'm not going to play the very same Van Halen song that Chris picked. With that out of the way, here we go. Oh man! <laughs> Listen, guys, thanks for saying, thanks for my lovely wife. You know what? You mentioned the guitar, so play Eruption for him. Play Eruption. Okay, we'll be back to close out the show after we play Eruption for you people who are listening to the Spotify enhanced version. But for those of you who aren't, guys, thanks for uh, joining us on this show. Uh, RetroShow.net is where you can uh, find out all the particulars about how to get a hold of us. We actually have a contact form there now, Chris, that that sends you. Yes. If you send an email to Chris at RetroShow.net, he'll get a message. If you send one to Butch at (laughs) RetroShow.net, I'll get a message. And also, if you send one to Hey at RetroShow.net, we'll both get a message. Hey, check that out. Hey, at RetroShow.net. I'm sorry, Dave, you're going to have to be here for a few more shows before you get up. Yeah, I know. you got to be here for a while before you get that. I'm so, so very sorry. Hey, do you know, did you ever dream 